0: Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking six pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there.
1: From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. In today's show, we're talking about the impact that the phrase, will you forgive me, can have on your marriage.
0: And there's a quote from Jan Dargatz that says, asking for... And receiving forgiveness from another person takes courage. Mm. That's what we're talking about in today's episode. But first and foremost, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And really, when we share hugs, it's an opportunity for us to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, to give you that virtual high five, to say, keep going with your intentionality. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family Facebook group that starts with My husband and I are a month into the intimacy lifestyle. Right. On. Come on. After many years of struggles, our relationship has completely turned around. Our intimacy has strengthened in all pillars. Mm -hmm. I feel how I felt when we first met. He said he's been so happy too. It's amazing how much comes out of being intentional. I'm so, so grateful I stumbled upon this podcast and book. I can only imagine how many marriages have been uh, affected by this.
1: Mm, Love it. Well, you know, the key word here is how much... It comes out of being intentional, and it's something that Elisa and I have spoken and have shared many a times behind these microphones, and we believe it. It's how are you going to be intentional, and where are you taking action? Mm-hmm. Those two things can shift your marriage, and when you put the six pillars around that, oh my goodness, things can explode just like this couple had breakthrough with their intimacy lifestyle. Love 100%. it,
0: hundred percent. It's incredible, and you know, this show, as Tony said, we're talking about you know one phrase today. Will you forgive me? And for those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, Tony and I just want to say welcome. Yes. We're so happy to have you joining us for this episode. And you know, a lot of times what happens with show ideas is I'll start to see patterns with coaching clients, right? Certain things will keep coming up session after session. Usually when that happens, um, I know that if my coaching clients are experiencing it, then the one family at large, it's probably a conversation that you and I need to have. Yeah. Right, and so, and that's exactly what happened here. Uh, I was having a large number of coaching conversations where these kinds of phrases started coming up. Um, It seems like every time we fight, the past gets brought up again. I I find that I'm so angry, sad, upset all the time.
1: When you say that, how how is that in terms of forgiveness? Is it just the because
0: stuff hasn't been resolved? There's
1: the the yeah, I was going to say the the uh, residue,
0: right. And so Mm -hmm. there's just this like negative emotion cycle that's happening. Um, I can't let go of the pain. It just hurts all the time. Okay, I don't know when the pain of the past will go away. And and so there's all of this past Mm -hmm. that's like camped in the middle of your present and is like stinky and stinking of the place. If I can be just that like... Think of a pile of garbage sitting in the middle of your living room that the two of you are like having to walk around every single day. Because there's been hurts in the relationship, right? And, you know, in each of these cases, the couples are struggling. There's a struggle with forgiveness. Hmm. Something hasn't been resolved. And so that's why you feel like you keep bumping up against the pain or that you keep finding yourself in this place of sadness. There's there's an incomplete aspect to to the healing. Hmm. And and I get it right? I mean I've, I've been coaching for 10 years just about 10 years um, and so I've seen a lot of situations right and it's not just the forgiveness it's also the rebuilding of trust and it's not an either or it's not like you just work on you know getting the apology and the forgiveness out of the way or you work on rebuilding trust it's not an either or situation it's a both yeah. we- and yeah th- and
1: and that's a good and that's a very interesting distinction and mm-hmm. I just want I just want to sit on that right now real just for a real quick Moment, many of us will sit in our marriage and go, "It's an either or, like either this has to happen or this has to happen, and Mm if if this doesn't happen, then we can't move forward, or if this doesn't happen, then we can." And sometimes in marriage, there are going to be times when it's a both and, like we we both like both of things, these things need to be moving together, and we can be doing that. So. Mm Just hear that out because, again, we have talked so much about words and the power of words, mm. and when we put this either or into our vocabulary, we're, we're actually stopping the flow and uh, and stopping how we can connect with one another and strengthen our pillars of intimacy.
0: Well, either or um, is a tug-of-war situation, right? Both and is a team situation.
1: There you go. Alisa and, says it so wonderfully.
0: Well, you, you gave me a little bit of to think about it there. So thank you. Um, but that's what it is, right? And we talk over and over week in and week out, you guys will hear us talk about being on the same team. And, and we understand when there's been pain, when there's been hurt, when there's been disappointment, when there's been a broken trust, it can feel like you're on opposite sides. Getting into this place of forgiveness is getting the two of you on the same side to rebuild your marriage, to rebuild the trust and, and to and to do it in a new way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, to do it as a team and not just as individuals. And, and I just wanna share that I get, one of the things that I understand too, it's been a challenge in our own marriage, the couples I've worked with, forgiveness is one of those words that can feel really kind of like, I don't know. Halt there? Yes, I, I, I wish you guys could see me right now because literally like my hands are like trying to grasp air. That's what it feels like. Because it's, it's thrown around a lot in conversations, especially in marriage, um, whether you're listen, you know, following somebody on Instagram and they're posting about Instagram or forgiveness or you know, you're hearing it on a show or you're doing whatever. And it's like, okay, but, but what does that look like? Right? What does it look like in a marriage? What does it look like to be the one to truly ask for forgiveness, to go beyond saying, I'm sorry, and getting into a place where transformation has the opportunity to take place? Because in marriage, you've got to create those opportunities. And I just want to share. You guys know how I feel about words. Mm. Um, we need a definition. We need a definition. Uh, com. To forgive means to cease to feel resentment against or to give up resentment of or claim of requital. So you're releasing the resentment. Those are strong words. Yeah, they are cease to feel resentment. Some of you just bristled at me even saying that. You're like, "But I like it. It's comfortable. It's justified. I feel like I can. I feel like I, I, I. It's mine." And I just want to step into this place as we're talking about this phrase. Will you forgive me? That if you're on the receiving end of that phrase, that you have an opportunity, a really incredible opportunity to cease to feel resentment against your spouse. And I just want you to envision for a moment what that could do for you, what it would feel like, what you would experience if you didn't have resentment as your constant companion, sitting in the pit of your stomach or in the back of your head as a headache or anywhere else that you feel it, sitting in the car seat next to you or wherever it is. And I've seen this happen firsthand. Um, Coaching client, a couple I was working with, he had had a multi-year affair and discovery day happened. She found out about it
1: mm.
0: and a multi-year affair. I mean, just think about all the pain
1: mm-hmm.
0: that goes along with that, right? On both sides, right? There, there are hurts all wrapped around this. And, you know, he obviously apologized. Like, let's, let me just lay that out there. Not obviously he did apologize. It's not always obvious, but as the two of them worked through the healing process, mm-hmm. one of the things that he did, not just once, because different things came up over the course of coaching, he multi- on multiple occasions had to ask his wife for forgiveness. Mm. Because different resentments came up as different memories or situations presented themselves. Asking this question, will you forgive me, isn't just a one and done. Yeah, you know, And I don't know if any of you have... Um, have heard about the devotional that I wrote. Gosh, it's been like five Five years. years. Holy cow. So five years ago, I wrote a devotional entitled called to love. And the very first chapter that I wrote is actually chapter 21 in the book. Don't ask me why it ended up in the middle. that's just the way it got sequenced. Um, but the chapter was all wrapped around Luke 23, 34, when Jesus says, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And it was this powerful example of the transformative power of forgiveness and the realization that even when we're aware of what we've done, it's impossible to understand the depth of the pain or the heartache that our actions cause another person, especially when that person is our spouse. And even as Tony and I were preparing this episode and talking about it and just thinking about, like, what has this looked like? You know, what are those actions that in, even in our own marriage – that we've taken. I mean, I've shared with you guys, I mean, you've heard about the times that I vastly overspent at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well before Tony and I were ever like one extraordinary marriage. Wasn't the, the show wasn't even, wasn't even a concept. I mean, this was years and years before I went to Mardi Gras with my brother who was, um, a student at Tulane at the time. And, um, instead of, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I went to New Orleans and just, I just partied and I ended up kind of getting into this whole Mardi Gras mindset and ended up not kissing. kind of you did I did yeah it yeah, wasn't it, a kind was, of. it wasn't
1: a kind of you did
0: um, and I kissed men in New Orleans during mm. Mardi Gras and I I'm like I'm such I'm such a role follower like I literally came home and it was probably within a day or two that I told you. I, was, I don't remember that. I don't remember long, the time. I don't frame. remember that long I mean, this ago. This was like two or three years into our marriage. Yeah. But had to step into this place. Like I had no idea how Tony was going to react, you guys. Mm-hmm. But I had to step into this place of going. Like I messed up big time, and I realized what I did was wrong, and I like I'm asking for your forgiveness. And if, I mean, you clearly Tony doesn't remember the incident happened. but.
1: Well, I remember the. I I remember it. I don't remember the the emotion or the feeling that happened when you shared that with me mm-hmm. i don't remember that per se and yet even then in our dysfunction i was very much of we we sat down we discussed it and forgiveness you you shared where you were you apologized for it forgiveness was was given mm-hmm. And I don't think it's ever come up again. Like, I don't think that's ever come up when we've been in a fight or, you know, it's part of the story mm-hmm. of who Tony and Elisa are and, and our marriage. And yet it's not something that I would pull out in any type of an argument and say, well, you did this. Right. And that's why I'm hurting now, or that's why this is where we are in our life or in our marriage. Never again would I, had I done that.
0: Yeah. I, we bring it up now cause it's, it's part of the story Mm-hmm. of who we are, like Tony said, but, but I want to make sure you guys know that your actions don't exist in a vacuum, right? When you decide to do something that it has the potential to be damaging to your marriage, it does, by very nature of not building your marriage, impact your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Even if they don't know, because you'll start to act differently around them, you'll treat them differently, you'll respond differently because you are living a duplicitous life, whatever that is right whether it's you know like the episode that we did last week on secret spending and you have this money that you're spending whether it's you know an emotional affair or a physical affair or some other breach of trust you you will act differently and i don't I, you don't have to tell me i'm not acting differently alisa you don't have to i i've done this long enough to know that there are subtleties mm-hmm. that change your
1: behavior yeah
0: and, and when you get into this place you have fundamentally changed the dynamic and, and so you have to think just If you're the one that needs to say this phrase, and some of you know exactly, like you might feel like I'm sitting in the car with you or out on a run with you right now that Tony and I are like, "Uh uh-oh, are they talking about me? We might be. We might be. Like, I'm going to own it today. Because we have to go beyond in our marriages, we have to go beyond the pat, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. and get into a place of deep relational restoration, which happens with this phrase, will you forgive me? You know, we're taught from such an early age. Like, I do you remember doing this with our kids where we, like, they would do something when they were little and we'd make them say, I'm sorry?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, no, you're not going to do that. You have to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't hurt your sister. You can't take that toy. You can't, you know, scratch your friend. You can't, whatever it is.
1: Whatever. Throw dirt. Kick somebody. Yeah. Throw rocks. Yes.
0: (laughs) All the things. Yep. And that's just when they're little. Then they grow up and you're still having these conversations with them. Right. But we... We get into a place as a child where it's almost this begrudging action that we have to do. Like we do something and we don't actually feel that sincere remorse, but mom or dad are saying, you have to say, I'm sorry. Or teacher saying, you have to say, I'm sorry. And so you're like, I'm sorry, <laughs> whatever. I'm done. I check the box. And, and that's about you. Like you, you can check the box and you're like, I did my job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's on the other person to figure out what they're going to do. But that doesn't actually create restoration. The I'm sorry is not a restorative action. Will you forgive me?
1: Mm.
0: Like, just hear those words for a second. Will you forgive me? Goes deeper into the relationship. It, it, it's, it's about exchanging where you've been for where the two of you are going. It, it's inviting the person who has been hurt into this place to process with you, not just to not just to hear your I'm sorry that I did this, which is sometimes followed by an excuse. Often an I'm sorry is followed by a but somewhere in that sentence. I'm sorry I did this, but you did XYZ. I'm sorry that I made this choice, but it was because of this.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry usually has a but disqualifier attached to it. Will you forgive me? That's all about accountability. That's all about ownership of your role in this. It's not so easily dismissed or walked away from. It actually gets into this place of, of allowing an opportunity for healing and for transformation, but it's a choice. It's a choice that both spouses Mm -hmm. have to walk into. And we're going to talk about that phrase and the restoration process after this break. will you forgive me? And the restoration process attached for that. And first, will you forgive me generally has, at the end of it, instead of a but, a four. Will you forgive me? Four. And then you have to fill in the blank, people. You have to own what it is that you did that caused pain, heartache, broken trust, disappointment, unmet expectations, whatever it is. And even in that process, right, one, you have to know yourself, like you have to, you know, we're kind of big at One Extraordinary Marriage on self-reflection. Goes back to the whole thing like we talk about, you know, throughout the six pillars of intimacy where we talk about, you know, what can I do?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. What can I do? Well, first and foremost, you can own what you did.
1: Um, yeah.
0: You look troubled, honey.
1: Well, you, you know that here's here's the thing I'm at, and and I've been in this place before. Obviously, 25 years married, you know, in lots of times to have to ask for forgiveness, and we really got to get to that place to allow to allow freedom to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I I will have to say, when I've held on to like when I've held on to something that I didn't want to share with Elisa that I know would cause pain or has caused pain because she already knows something would happen had happened, right? Really, we're sitting in a place of darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of fear that goes on with it. There's a lot of anxiety that happens with this. And working through the process of getting to this place of freedom, of being able to say, will you forgive me for whatever that may be, is restorative. Mm -hmm. It's freeing. It allows you to live again. It allows you to to dream again. It allows you to have vision again, not just for yourself, but for your marriage. Mm. And having gone through some work myself around this, you know, forgive, you know, will you forgive me for, and sometimes it's not just your spouse. Sometimes there are other Mm -hmm. things and other, other, um, situations that have happened in your life that you're still holding on to right now that are, that are impacting and affecting how you are connecting with your spouse, how you are, how you, how you're strengthening sure. your pillars of intimacy. Cause there can be hurts that you're, you're still holding on to from childhood, from, you know, adolescence, from high school, from college years, what, whatever it may be, your twenties, what, whatever it may be. And, those things need to be released mm-hmm. so that you can have the restoration in your own body, your own soul. And then that allows for you to strengthen your marriage as well. And I've, and I've gone through this in, in different ways over the years right now. I feel like I'm, I'm in a, in a place where I've done some, I've done a lot of work. Mm. Like I've done a lot of work, a lot of work. And to a place where these, like Elise and I even get on before this episode and just talking, going, wow, we're in a spot where there isn't like some big some big thing that we've had to reveal to one another and ask for forgiveness for one another mm-hmm. because we've learned how to work through that in the moments and and and, and deal with them that mm-hmm. allows us to just go okay let's move on but if you're in a spot where you're holding on to it don't allow don't let another day go by still just holding on to it because you got one life to live
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, just as a wife watching you work through your own, you know, those own statements, right? Like, will you forgive me? Um, it does take a lot of courage. It's like mm-hmm. the, the quote that I shared with you guys is at the top of the episode where it's, you know, asking for and receiving forgiveness takes courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Th- this is not for the faint of heart, but extraordinary couples don't just take the easy way out right? We don't just leave our marriages to chance. We don't just say, you know what, it'll resolve itself because it won't. Let me tell you, I've worked with enough couples who, who had the buried resentments, who had the, the hurt and the heartache, who just kept waiting for it to resolve itself and not having these conversations, not asking, will you forgive me? And and stepping into that restorative place that if you just keep waiting, all it's going to do is increase the disconnect. Right? It's going to destroy every single pillar of intimacy over time if you don't do something about it because it's just sitting there and festering like an infection. And so when you get to that place of asking your spouse, will you forgive me for and filling in the blank, understand that on the receiving end, your spouse may need time to process whatever you're bringing them, right? Whatever you're asking them to forgive may not be an instantaneous thing. Like, I'm just going to tell you, there might not be an easy button on the other side of that where they're like, of course. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. Like, like we're all better now. You've known what you were doing. You've been living with it. They have to go through the process of understanding it and their own healing process. Mm-hmm. You can't rush it for them, no matter how much you'd like it to, because they're on their own journey and that's an important thing to know because a lot of times people will ask the question you know they'll put it forth in a marriage will you forgive me and and they say it and, and their spouse is like yes and, you know I, I will do but it even if it's an immediate yes i will forgive you there is still a process a heal an internal healing process as they deal with their thoughts as they deal with their emotions as they work through that that it never goes as fast as the person who asks the question wants it to go i i all the years i've been working with couples i've never seen it happen as fast as the person asking wishes it would
1: mm-hmm. and, and there are you may have just your own little just a way that you address it i for myself when i've had to share this sort of stuff i i get to a place where I, i'll smile I, I i'll sort of like laugh I, i'll be a little bit jovial and, and because i'm trying to break. That tension, and for Elisa, she's like, "No, this, it, this hurts. It, this hurts," and because I've been thinking about it, and I've that—that's just sort of my reaction to it. It's not that I'm—I'm I'm lessening it or degrading it or or trying to make it easy or anything like that. It's just the way I, I—I'm sort of revealing this information. I'm trying to trying to decrease the tension,
0: mm-hmm. and so um, if you get that from your spouse. Just understand that could be kind of that awkward processing not necessarily minimizing what the actions are
1: right and so your spouse is going to have to catch up just like elisa said they mm-hmm. are going to have to do that and you're going to have to allow them to do that and some of some of you are going to have spouses who are going to go i just need to go for a drive Mm-hmm. Others are going to be like, all right, we're, we're going to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Others are going to be like mad. Others are going to be sad. Others are going to be seriously hurt. They're going to be tears. Mm-hmm. There, There's going to be some frustration. There, there There's going to be possibly some words that don't need to be spoken, but are spoken mm-hmm. because of that pain. The reaction that you're going to get from your spouse can be a number of different things but because of that reaction you don't want to withhold it mm-hmm. that's usually the reason why we don't share things like this and and ask for that forgiveness and say will you forgive me for this is because we don't want to deal with the with the reaction and yet that's part of the process that's part of the restoring mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time again here at one extraordinary marriage We've seen it time and time again. Somebody's holding on to something, something happened. I can't say that Uh, if, if he knows or she finds out. And yet when they walk through that process and really get the freedom and the restoration, things begin to really shift in in themselves and in their marriage,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is really what you want and where you want to be. Right. Taking that first step, though, can be one of the scariest. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and and as you're going through this process, um, if you're the one asking this question, will you forgive me? You need to be willing and prepared to take action to back up your request for forgiveness. It isn't just saying, will you forgive me? Because the hurt doesn't just disappear with that phrase. It's what are the actions that you are taking to restore your marriage, that you are taking to repair the relationship. And, and that's gonna vary for every single one of you, right? It's not like Tony and I are gonna give you, here the three restorative actions to repair your marriage. No, it's gonna depend on your marriage dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not just the phrase. The phrase is, the question is the beginning. The actions that you take are your momentum, right? It starts with the question, but then what are you gonna do? Because you're the only one that knows how you hurt your spouse, But the restoration is having the conversations of, here's what I'm not going to do, or here's what I'm going to start doing. Here's what I'd like us to do together. Here's how I'd like you to come alongside. There are a lot of different ways to have that conversation. And again, newsflash, it won't just be one conversation. Restoring a marriage, rebuilding the trust, that's a process that starts with the person who broke the trust. Will you forgive me? Here's what I did. Here's what I'm going to do going forward. Here's my commitment to restoring our relationship. Here's how I'm digging deep into why I did. Uh, You you could put a million different statements behind that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Here's the catch. Be prepared to take action on what you say you're going to take action on. Don't just say all the nice things because you think that's what needs to be said in the moment if you have no intention of actually doing those things. Only do the thing, only say the things that you are actually going to do because you don't want to further erode the trust by making false promises, right? So that's the truth. If you're in the process of rebuilding the trust, don't compound the problem by breaking more trust, right? But be prepared, be prepared to back up your words with actions, right? It's why that expression, actions speak louder than words is so true because your spouse is looking, what are you doing? How are you? How are you nurturing me? How are you nurturing our marriage? How are you doing things differently so that I can feel secure? I can trust in what you're saying. You're not just saying it, but I see it. I'm living it. I, I might be a little uncomfortable with it, but but you're being consistent with it, and I can. I'm I'm starting to step into this place of trust that your actions are backing up your words, and we can repair and restore our marriage. Right.
1: We're all not perfect. I'm gonna say that we're not perfect. And if you think you're the only person who's ever gone through something like this, do know, having been behind these microphones for 12 years now, we've seen it all. We've we've experienced it in our own marriage. And for the one who's receiving this, I want to just say to you, process. Mm-hmm. And yet, do remember, because at least I've been on both sides of this. And I will say, the one thing that has kept us in this game called marriage is the vows that we spoke, the commitment that we made, and the knowing that we have each other's back in good and tough times. And I'm going to say that again. We have each other's back in good and tough times. And I don't think, you know, we're saying this right now, like, hey, I can't remember anything. I bet you something will come up in the future. I'm sure it will. We're ever growing. There are things always happening. There are things that are changing. And we're going to have to confront one another in the future, most likely, and say, will you forgive me? And we will have to walk this out ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you're receiving this, look at your spouse, love on them, and begin that process of working through it. Absolutely. And so if you're in a spot, though, in your marriage and you're going like this, this hurts, this is tough, uh, we're trying to, but we we're, we're, we keep stumbling. Then please seek out a marriage coach, go to a counselor, get help to identify the source of the pain that is, is in either of you mm-hmm. that is, and then get some action steps around that. Create the strategies that you guys need so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. And it's okay. It's okay to want somebody beside you. It's okay to need somebody to walk you through this journey. Don't do it alone if you don't have the tools and the resources to do it. It's okay. I've been there recently. And I will tell you, it has been some of the best things that I have done. The tears that I have cried, the, the 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 work I've had to do, the the actions I've needed to take, so that I can have the restoration that is needed, so that Elisa and I can have the extraordinary marriage we desire. If that is you, I would highly suggest that you apply for coaching with Elisa. You can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com dot slash coaching. You know, when there is a moment, there's trust that's been broken, or or something has happened and you need to ask forgiveness or you need to hear it and you're receiving that wherever you may be, I want to tell you today, you can have the forgiveness. You can have, you can, you can walk out and go, my goodness, there is freedom that to be had. We don't have to live like this forever. And yet you need to be intentional and you guys need to take action. So don't sit around any longer. Don't sit around and go, oh, it's just going to go away. We're going to hide it under a rock. And it's just no. Truly go through the process of forgiveness so that the two of you can have everything that you want and you can experience the extraordinary marriage. So, with that, you guys, go have yourselves a fantastic week. Address this. Look at this. Determine what you need to do because when you have it and when you get to it, my goodness, the sky's the limit. So with that, have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.